welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dodson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Gary Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. It's week going into week eight of the season, which means we've only got about six more weeks left of the fantasy football season. Then it's over. I know for some of you guys, it's already over. Well, you should listen in a little bit more often because then it wouldn't be over. Even though it's fair to say that I host this, I've been doing this for a very long time. I did a startup league this year and I'm 0-7. Sometimes things just don't break your way, man. It it, happens. It's the first time I've ever been 0-7 in my entire life of playing Dynasty. It's a startup draft. I mean, for example... Rich and I were just playing each other this week, and he had a what was it eleven a comfy eleven point lead. And I all, did not feel good about. And it. all I had was my defense going for Monday night. <laughs> did that defense happen to be uh, New England? It did. Matt, yeah. tell, Matt, tell them where New England ranks in our league as overall fantasy player. Uh, overall in our league, they are nineteenth overall. They're my highest rated player, Garrett. They're the nineteenth the ranked player overall. Nineteenth. <laughs> You know where Joe Mixon is? He's running back 35. Okay. Can you imagine preseason saying, I will trade you the New England defense for Joe Mixon? I made that joke to Matt before you imagine that. When he beat me, I was like, can you imagine like if I would have came in to you before the year and offered you Joe Mixon for New England's defense and I would have made that deal and people were like, you are, you, I'm never listening to Dynasty Podcast idiot. again. You made the dumbest comments ever. You just traded Joe Mixon for a defense. I don't even know who the hell plays with defenses anymore, but you old bastards, but we do. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, watch this. Because I told Garrett behind the offensive line that Joe Mixon would be lucky to be the running back, too. And Garrett's like, no, Rich, you're stupid. And look at me. I just got New England's defense. They're 19th overall Wait, player. Well, you're still yelling at me. This was from Matt. I know. But it's, you know. In our league, <laughs> in our league, he, the New England Patriots are beating Jacoby Brissett, Aaron Jones, Jared Goff, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and Nick Chubb, just to say a, so you're just to say me a few. Amari Cooper and Zeke aren't worth as much as the New England defense. New England not defense. This year. Not go this to, year. Going into it. You know, now obviously the, the schedule's gonna get a little it tougher does. It going gets tougher. forward. But it does me no good this week when I lost Matt, which is uh-huh. which is not feel good. I went in another league. So the league I am 0 and 7 in, I just lost this week. Uh 132. I think well, this isn't an exact score, it's close, but 132 to 129.9. Mm. Or no, I mean, I'm sorry, I lost So it was 130 to 129.9. Oh, my point, one points. You lost to, to Tristan. He tweeted that out. I know no. he did. <laughs> I was like, wait, this sounds very familiar. Shame. <laughs> Shame. You lost by point one. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Okay. I, I, I don't feel good about it. But at the same time, I was like, I don't even care. I'm. What's the difference between one to six and zero and seven? Like I just lock me in for the first overall pick. There you go. So right I, now, if you had to take it today, who's your guy? It's a super flex league. Okay. So if are I, you taking a quarterback? I need my quarterbacks are Mitch Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, and then I think that's about it. So I don't I don't know for sure. So um, yes, probably. So I do need to probably make a quarterback. But my if you're listening, fellas, my whole goal is just to move out of the pick, move back a little bit because you're gonna trade. I need I need a running back bad, like badly. Right, worse than you need a quarterback. <laughs> I, my only running back is Sony Michelle. So yeah, 
And that's it. But to be fair, in a super flex league, that means there will be a quarterback. I have two first-round picks, so I can get a okay. running back later for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, or a receiver. So most likely, yes, I'm take, under protest. I would take a quarterback. But this, so, this, this, this would be a deep quarterback class, too. So really I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind to move back like the three or four, either get Judy or Swift, and then like, or even like maybe a Burrow will be there. I would say or, Joe or Burrow is moving up draft boards. Yeah, dude, it's like the Jeffersons, man, moving on up. Moving on up. Yeah, sing it to me. To the side. Right, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. To a uh, deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> well, look at this guy. He's, he's cultured over here watching That's Jefferson's right. old school. <laughs> I thought, wait, what band? He didn't even know Patience by Guns N' Roses. You ever sing the Jefferson's theme song? That was too white for me. That was uh, the problem. That makes that sense. Is I get down problem. on that. Right. Um, so, like, you, we, we mentioned last week, right, about coming in here, making some moves, looking yourself in the mirror, see how you look, right? Like, is your team a Rich Dotson or is it a Matt O'Hara, right? What, is, what are you looking at when you look in the mirror? Does the team look great or does it look terrible? One of the two. I won't tell you which one's I was which. Say which is which. I won't tell you. I won't tell you. But I am feeling under the weather, so we all know what Rich is thinking. Well, I mean that this week, right? I mean, I still would probably. I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about it. All right, you you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, by the, if it's any way you talk, then <laughs> it ain't looking good. Well, so but anyways, there's some moves on 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 uh, going on in the NFL, right? So we see Mohamed Sanu get moved to New England for a second round pick. Uh, nice little price tag there for uh, two years or a year and a half of Sanu. And then Emmanuel Sanders gets moved to San Francisco for a third and fourth, and they get a uh, fifth back. And to us, looking at this dynasty perspective, okay, Emmanuel Sanders goes to San Francisco. He's going to be the number one receiver there. He's only there for one year, but he will be the number one with Marquise Goodwin getting hurt. He will be the number one in a Kyle Shanahan offense on a team desperate for receiver help that is undefeated. Kyle Shanahan's number one receiver has always had success when it comes to fantasy football. Is this is this uh, a short-term buy in Dynasty, or is this a short-term, oh, my God, I can get some good value here possibly for Emmanuel Sanders? Is there any value to be had in the Dynasty market for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders? And if so, what are we looking at for production, and what are we looking at as a price point? I mean, I think it's – I to answer your your first part of your question – I think it can be both. You know what I mean? If you're if you're not a contender, this is a great time to sell because I think he's going to a better situation with a better quarterback. And and it's not like the systems there in Denver are all that different from the Shanahan offense that is going to be getting you know that he's going into in, in San Francisco. So I think it could be a smooth transition. So if you're a contender, I think this is it's it's a nice little opportunity to to buy a guy that has. Um, "Quote unquote," a little bit of uncertainty, you know, as a, as a wide receiver changing teams midseason. So I think I think you can do you can kind of angle that both ways. Yeah, either you're if you're out of it, you're a seller, right? Um, and if you're a competitor, is it it's worth the gamble on a guy like Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah. But what's the price point so. here? Is it is it going to take a twenty twenty second to get Sanders? Is that what it's going to take? I think it will at this point. If if I owned him and I was selling him, that's what I would want because you're looking at the number one receiver there. If you're if you're trying to trying to win a ship, like it's, it's a small it's, it's a small price to pay. Right, right. It'll hurt, but not as much as it'll hurt to not win the championship. Absolutely. Definitely, if you need a receiver, uh, if you you know a flex or even flex. a flex, yeah. Because Sanders is a savvy enough route runner to go out there and get it done. And that second round pick's going to be valuable. And 
Uh, speaking of second round picks, we definitely got some news coming up here after we break down these trades about uh, what we have coming up for this rookie 2020 class. We got some. Uh, we have a new new tool that just dropped for the nerdherd and dicenters.com, and you guys are going to absolutely love it. So we're talking about it here in a second. So, but going back to Emmanuel Sanders on San Francisco, yeah, I like this. I like this move for a fantasy option. You know, he's a vet. He's familiar with the Shanahan system. He's somebody that's an excellent route runner. He's going to be the number one out there. Dante Pettis is not doing anything. Debo nope. Samuel hasn't stepped up out here. And, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's been banged up a yeah, lot. And good and good wouldn't be banged up. So this gives you George Kittle with a solid run game that you have to respect. I think this is going to be a nice fit where the only thing you have to be worried about where I'm not so much worried here is just the receivers that switch teams midseason never produce. Never. It just never comes out and like some guy's a stud, uh, which is going to flip me to the Sanu side. Um, here in a second, where I am a little bit more worried about the Sanu side. But for Sanders, it's like Sanders is the only guy there, mm-hmm. essentially. So it's like he's just going to be funneled the ball. Well, there's no other options. For Sanu, it's, you've it's got – going to kind of be what happened with, with Cooper last year, which is like the lone example of a receiver doing that and succeeding. Dallas had no receivers. Like it, the ball had to go to Cooper. I think it's going to be the same thing with Sanders. Yeah, he had some of his best fans production. You're right, Garrett. That was a, that was a situation where he's fun the football, a talented route running receiver that knew how to get open and just scored at a level. And whatever we say, like this is the Cooper we thought he was. Right. I mean, this is the wide receiver one. That's what you could probably get from a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who does have a wide receiver one finish under his belt, a couple wide receiver one finishes under his belt. So this is a nice opportunity to go out there and get. It's hard to get a receiver that's going to put up those high, those low end wide receiver one numbers or high end wide receiver two numbers for a twenty twenty second, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a guy like Larry Fitzgerald you could probably get for a twenty twenty second. You know, maybe if somebody's really desperate, even cheaper. I w- but I w- I would feel better getting Emmanuel Sanders than than a Larry Fitzgerald. Really? Yeah. Just uh, I don't. I I mean. I think they're I think they're similar players, but for whatever reason, Emmanuel Sanders has always come across as a little bit more consistent, and especially in that offense, I, I think I think Cal Shanahan just has a better grasp of the NFL compared to a Cliff Kingsbury who's kind of still finding his way. Okay, now Sanu. So Sanu goes to New England, and to me, they gave up a lot second round pick, but they do have control yeah. of him for you know next year as well. And if he walks and signs any kind of deal, which at that point, he's going to be like 32 years old. I don't know what kind of deal Sanu would get. I don't think they get the third-round comp here. But, you know, the surprise news came out to me that I thought was surprising. Like, this was a player they were trying to get in the rookie draft. Right. Like, so, going all the way back to April, they were trying really hard to get Sanu off of uh, Atlanta. So, this is a player they wanted way back when, you know, with the Josh Gordon questions. And I know what Josh Gordon's need. No one's coming back. But, you know, they have Jacoby Myers, who's looked okay Decent. for an undrafted player. He's looked pretty solid. Uh, they have Julian Edelman, who, everybody, you know, he's a stud. They have Nikhil Harry coming back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And Ben Watson showed, I mean, he wasn't as, you know viable out there as a tight end. And for me, Sanuk's in here. It's like, okay, they invested a first-round pick in Nikhil Harry. And, you know, even when he comes back, if he comes back off of the injured reserve, he's not going to do much this year. But for next year, that's, you know, you'd think it's Julian Edelman and, and Harry are locked in as a one-two. Sure. On top of that, we all know the New England offense is a very difficult and intricate offense. Yep. For Sanu just to come in here right away and produce, like that should be a hard thing for him to do. I mean, they could just dumb it down for him and you know certain you know uh, plays and 
said so he can get in on there. But for right now, we all know. I mean, Andrew Hawkins came out when he left, and he said on his podcast, hey, this is a very, very difficult offense. You know, Tom Brady's been running this thing for 20 years. And 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 I think you've seen it in the past in guys like, you know, Chad um, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco who went there and, and was – he went basically from being a productive player to – out of the league he just could he just couldn't he couldn't grasp the system and then nobody wanted to deal with his headaches and then he was out of the league but you've seen other guys that were talented go there and not be able to function in this offense just because they couldn't grasp it so i to your point it, it is a hard offense to get and, and sanu you know he does bring some versatility in, in that he can you know throw the ball and do like gadgety type of stuff which new england always seems to have those kind of players on their rosters and and use they use them, so he may get eased in in some of that kind of stuff. You know, jet sweeps or or a jet sweep where he throws the ball or something. You know, sure. something like that. But I I would I would imagine that his greater value might be in year two there, and not necessarily this year. So I mean, as as far as if I own Sanu, I would probably use this as a as a springboard to kind of you know get rid of him with, you know, sell high type of thing right now. Am I crazy to think that his value is either equal or maybe even slightly less now than it was when he was in Atlanta? Is that crazy to think? Like, he's going from an offense that threw the ball a bunch uh, where he was was part of the offense, but it's similar to New England. There was a lot of other pieces, a lot of other mouths to feed. But when you get to New England, especially once they get towards playoff time, they – they run the ball a lot, and they're gonna they're gonna feed the ball to Edelman. James White's gonna get his out of the backfield. If Gordon Dares comes back, or if Nikhil Harry comes back, if either one of those two come come back, isn't he back again as the fourth option, fifth option? Uh, yeah, you know, we haven't mentioned before the James White option there, and you're right because even in a good situation, Atlanta threw the ball a lot. He was he was the fourth option behind Hooper, Julio, and Calvin Ridley. Right, and now they have Justin Hardy, who's probably going to be your best option there to pick up if check him on the waiver wire to be the number fourth option. Now, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the best option there for him. We'll get back to the Denver side here in a second, but yeah, I'm using this as Matt said. It's a nice springboard to sell yeah. on Sanu because maybe somebody gets overly optimistic about it. And they give him a second for him. He's going to be heavily involved. I'll give up a second too. You know, like, oh, uh, hallelujah. I would take, honestly, I would take a 2023rd for Sanu. Yeah. I, I'd feel okay with that. Yeah, I would. I'm fine with it. And I feel like, I think that's, I think that's an easy get too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For somebody who needs any kind of wide receiver help. And maybe they had Josh Gordon uh, who went down. They, that's any kind of help at all. I think a 2023rd is easy to get. And I think there'd be enough, uh, you know, enough good lobs at the, the swing at sure in the third round of this draft class that you might have a better chance of hitting on somebody that's going to produce at the very minimum equal to Sanu yep. in this draft class. And the flip side out there in Denver, you know, when we were breaking down this rookie class when it came into it over a year ago with uh, Cortland Sutton, who's now locked in as the number one guy out there, who's produced as wide receiver one. We talked about this on the yeah, podcast great. not too long ago. Like, do we go out there and make big moves for Sutton? And we are kind of t- – somebody – who was torn on that? I was the one that was a little more torn. Yeah. Uh, I think we both ended up, though, being like we would give a late – or mid to late first, but we wouldn't give a top five. I think oh. is where we landed. Oh, and I was arguing that, right? I was yeah. like, well, he's – And then I think you one. ended up agreeing, but I don't remember. I, I retract that statement. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So now, but here we are, here we are. You know, probably see it all over Twitter, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, Deshaun Hamilton." You're going to see his name everywhere on sure. Twitter in the dynasty community, right? So if you follow a lot of people in the dynasty community, you're going to see a lot of people like, "Oh, here's a sneaky." It's not sneaky. The guy was a yeah. second round pick. Everybody knows who Deshaun Hamilton is out of Penn State. Very solid, solid route runner. And this is something that Matt and I, Garrett, before you were joining the podcast, where we described this when they drafted Sutton and Hamilton, like, okay, they had Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Like, this is perfect. Like, these are yeah. these are both great comps. Corlin Sutton comps really good to Corlin, uh, Demarius Thomas. And then Deshaun Hamilton comps really well to Emmanuel Sanders. Sure. Where Corlin's a bigger receiver, not the fastest guy in the re- world, but can run some good routes and, and catch the football. Deshaun Hamilton, a real savvy route runner that gets open with his routes and has nice hands. Like, so where Hamilton hasn't done anything, so far, this could be a nice step up for him Sure, going in, into this year. And Joe Flacco, even though he looked lethargic out there, kind of gave up another game as they're getting their asses kicked. He we, Matt made some good points before when we were breaking down Joe Flacco with his team about how he does like that slot receiver going all the way back to guys like Derek Mason, right? Matt, remember you were breaking that down? Yeah, about yeah I, don't have the Flacco? Sta- I don't have the stats in front of me, but yeah, Derek. You had him at the time, and they were fantastic. I did. Derek Mason <laughs> did well. I mean, he had a lot of 1,300-yard seasons, and same thing you know, with Steve Smith, Steve Smith as yeah. well. So um, it, it is just a matter of time or or. You know, just a matter of him getting used to to Deshaun Hamilton into that that starting role, and I think that he can just slide right in and and, and take over the production. Yeah, so this could be a nice step forward for Deshaun Hamilton if you go out there and buy. Um, do you think it's worth throwing with the with the hype of this class? Would you give up a twenty twenty second for Deshaun Hamilton? Because I know going into the year, uh, I think the consensus would have been yes, right? Like, oh yeah, I'll give a twenty twenty second. Yeah, Deshaun before Hamilton. before we knew Emmanuel Sanders was superhuman and could come back like that from an Achilles yeah which has been fantastic now knowing what we know Deshaun Hamilton's underwhelmed hasn't really done much been a little banged up as well out there in Denver with the QB situation kind of unknown because they're gonna we're gonna see some Drew Locke at some point is this is this worth a game where you say you know what I'd rather just keep my 2022nd and go from there Ooh, silence on the podcast. This is radio I, I, gold. Yeah, no. Uh, go ahead. I, I think it's a. I think it's a round later version of how I feel about Cortland Sutton. Uh, if it's if it's looking like it's going to be an early twenty twenty second, so guys that just missed out on that first round, I'm probably not. If it's looking like I'm at 11, 12, 10, that range, yeah, I'd I'd probably be willing to give the second for him there. I like that. I, I yeah, I'm not giving up two one, two two, two three, but yeah. like. Right around that two, even like two five ish range, right around there. I'm willing to give that that gamble up because we are talking about a guy that's probably locked in here now as their wide I mean, receiver too. As a wide receiver too. The only the only concern you'd have is if they they move on to another receiver next. Not move on draft. from Deshaun Hamilton, but they just they grab another receiver to supplant a guy like Deshaun Hamilton. I think he's a good enough route runner and a good enough player from I scouted on the film, um, which is only what a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only second season. So to me. He'd be entering his third year next year in the offense. Obviously, probably most likely a new quarterback, so they get some Drew Lock shares on there. But the third year into the league with a true number one who's going to see all the number one defensive backs, he's going to be a real nice option here in fantasy football. I think there's a lot left to give for production-wise for a guy like Tayshawn Hamilton, a guy who could be a nice, solid wide receiver three, um, a nice person on your roster where if it was a back-end, second-round pick, you get a year, like two years ahead of it. I think it'd be a nice return for a guy like him. I'm still confident in him being able to produce. I am buying Deshaun Hamilton. I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you, Matt. Uh, 
I feel like you could do better, to be honest, yeah. with a second round draft pick in next year's draft. I, I think in other years' draft, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem at all with it. But I, I feel like this draft is just a little bit too stacked for me to throw my chips into the Deshaun Hamilton uh, basket there. And that's fair because this this draft class is getting that kind of hype where everybody's feeling like a second round picker coming away with a winner. Yeah. So, speaking of draft classes, let's talk about it for a minute. So the 2020 drafts, you know, we've made a a very nice reputation of our scouting the rookies and our rookie analysis over the last five and a half years. And our hit rate's been pretty high, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do that. We're we're film-based analysts, right? We we don't, we're not metrics guys or things like that. We are film-based analysts. We, We watch the tape. And we give you our analysis and we tell you the guys we like. And it's yep. and I feel like that's why we've had such high success. Honestly, it's like telling that the guy draft guys like Samaj AP Ryan in the first round. Not that you know, guys like that that we say, hey, these guys are gonna be, you know, touchdown dependent. Guys like Derrick Henry, right? The reason we're off on Derrick Henry is because of what we thought he was gonna do, which is pretty much what he's done. I know this we get ninety yards and touchdown, another solid game, but Again, it's that roller coaster you get with Derrick Henry because if he didn't score a touchdown, it's nine points. Nobody's really happy with that, nope. right? So, what we did here uh, is we made everybody's life a little bit easier. Now, if you are already a member of the Nerd Herd, you already know the news, and that's we now have the Dynasty Film Room as a new tool added to the Nerd Herd on DynastyNerds.com. That's right, people. For the price of a cup of coffee a month. Not only to get an extra podcast, which is going to be extremely important in the offseason when we're doing our rookie breakdowns because yep. so you can get all of it. We but, need all the coffee we can get. Yes, we're going to need it. It's a lot of film we got to watch. Mm-hmm. But you get all our rankings, right? Dynasty, Devi, Superflex, Titan Premium, Standard. Uh, you get our buy-sell tool. And now you get to watch the Dynasty rookie film that we watch. And this is an updated weekly thing, right? So yeah. this is you're watching games that were just happening Last week, the week beforehand. So if you want to watch J.K. Dobbins, we have J.K. Dobbins' film. And how this Dynasty Film Room works, if you don't know, is it's every snap that he's involved in. So you're watching J.K. Dobbins' entire game versus Maryland in five minutes. Yep. And you're going to see J.K. Dobbins and how good of a player he is. So if you want to get the edge yourself, right, and see what we're seeing on your on your on on the rookie class and your, your league mates – DynastyNerds.com, join the Nerd Herd, and you get to watch the film of these rookie these rookies. You like Debbie guys? We'll have those up there too. And we have a lot more coming too with rookie profiles as we get this tool a little bit better. Not only will we be able to break down their film, but you're going to click on this player's name. There's going to be scouting reports. There's going to have Garrett's scouting report, my scouting report, Matt's scouting, scouting report, Jared Wackerly's scouting report, uh, Brian's scouting report. We're going to have a lot of rookie information here. Uh, the DynastyNerds.com Nerd Herd will be the one-stop shop to make sure you dominate your rookie draft. And if there's ever a rookie draft you want to dominate, it's, it's going to be this draft class. So it's a new tool we just dropped. Uh, we have another tool coming out hopefully soon. You know, <laughs> somehow didn't get it. This one, the last one, the, the, the mock draft <laughs> tool didn't finish before this tool, which is yeah, amazing. We just but, snuck it in. Nobody even saw this one coming. This was, we this was a secret it. tool. We've been talking about this for about, We've known about it, yeah, for, for a while, long so, time. But it's just that dynasty tool. It's amazing how like little, many little, like the mock draft tool, like how many little things that you got to fix. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. I can it's still just, remember talking about this tool that we just launched when you and I were like snowboarding last last year. That was like the ep- <laughs> the, the very beginning of it. Was like on a snowboard trip. We and me and you were talking about this, the film room stuff. Yeah, and how excited we were about yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. like just for me alone, like for me, like if I was even a part, of, like this is an amazing tool. Because now it's all the players. And all right their film there. in one spot. 
and you don't have to worry about going on YouTube and you think it's a, a good game and then you click on it and you're like, oh, these guys did a terrible job of cutting it up or whatever, or they didn't actually get all the snaps. It was only his handoffs. And right. Then, it, you know, it, you know exactly what you're getting oh, each and, and every time. And they're showing it's the replays. organized beautifully. Um, you, you have guys from this class, but even if, if you're like, well, I want to know, should I draft all my running backs in 2020 because the 2021 class isn't that good? Go take a look at the 2021 class. We've got a few of those guys on there. And already. they're labeled what year they're eligible on there, too. Yes. So the, our rookie stuff that we're building here, we have more to come, is going to be second to none. Second to none in the dynasty industry. And you got to know, if, if you haven't played dynasty long, and if you have, you already know, that the rookie drafts are the most important thing about dynasty after your startup draft. Trading's very important, too, but it's rookie drafting that really sets you apart and you build a long-term dynasty. And nothing's better than watching this film. And we have a setup, because Garrett's right, there's nothing worse than watching, like, a YouTube clip, and then they're, like, showing, like, plays. That are, like, he's on that play, but he's not even relevant, right? Like, right. He didn't block on it. He didn't do anything else. So it's like, and then you're watching the, the tapes, like one game's like nine and a half minutes instead of five minutes. Well, I could watch two games in that right. time frame. You'll check it out. You can spend hours on this thing. Check it out. The Dynasty, Ner- Dynasty Rookie Film Room. You're going to love it. You got to be a Nerd Herd member. Best three bucks you're going to spend ever. 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 And then you get extra podcasts, which is worth it by itself. So again, we're working really hard to make this uh, affordable. All the memberships don't come into our pocket. They all go back into the site. And we have so many more things we're going to build, but obviously it just takes time. Make sure you join the nerd today. If you've been on, if you've been on wavering, right? Like, damn, I don't want to pay three bucks a month. This is this is a really nice tool. This is a game changer. This yep. alone, honestly, is worth three bucks a month. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly. And 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 we're accessible. If there's a specific guy or you know a specific player that you know we might not even have on there, tweet at us. Say, hey, I would really like to see some of this guy. I can guarantee you within a few weeks, we'll, we'll get you a couple games on that guy even. so Look at this guy making promises. Well, well, look at that. I'm Love just it. handing it out like candy. Can I get Rich Dotson's <laughs> high school film? Dur- yes. D- direct those at Garrett, please. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee Matt will get to it right away. Yeah, I, I don't mean to do such a long like commercial for this, but I, I think it's that important to the dynasty I agree. community. I, I mean, how many tweets have you gotten, Matt, and you know, even Garrett, like, Hey, where do you guys watch your film at? Where do you get your film at? And then oh, yeah. how do I find good film on this guy? I can only find one game. Like, and that's not fair. That's not fair to watch one game on a player. It doesn't tell you enough. Like you right. have to watch five games. I mean, the, the Miles Sanders film, I watched every single game because I fell into that, like that wormhole of these players. And then I know for the 2020 class, like, I, I won't get enough DeAndre Swift tape. I won't no. get enough Jerry Judy tape, you know? And it goes in the Superflex, like the quarterbacks. It's, it's hard enough for NFL GMs to watch quarterbacks, but I need to watch them too just to kind of like see the guys I hate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to predict, but the running backs and the receivers and the tight ends, we have them on there. Check it out. Give it a taste. And what we're going to do is uh, at, the, at the end of the episode, I'll have a, like a hashtag to give out so we can give you guys – some of you guys have a chance to win a free month membership to get Ooh. a real good taste of this. So we're going to give away at the end of this episode. Tune in to the end. Um, I'm going to give away about 10 – Maybe even fifteen free mem- monthly memberships. Look to try at out. that! Just to give them, just to give them a little sample. So once I get you in, you said there, I was generous. Yeah, Woo. you know, it, we'll see. Maybe maybe ten. Maybe uh, we'll see. Um, just to give them a taste. And once you actually get in there and see what you can get, like you're like, I'm not leaving. Three bucks a month. This is this is unbelievable. Yeah. Thirty bucks for the year. It's even cheaper then. I don't know. You know it's about, it's about two, so that's some good math. About two something right there. It's even cheaper. <laughs> Uh, so tune in. I'll have like a little hashtag you tweet at me personally for, and I'll pick a couple winners out there. Uh, and you can get a little free month of the nerd herd, and you're like, oh my goodness. And wait till the mock draft tool launches. That's 
That's su- I've I've messed around with some of the beta already. It's just super fun. It's just super fun because it's it's actually an accurate mock tra- dynasty. You have you ever done a dynasty mock draft on some of these other tools? You're like this guy would not be available. You know what I mean? Like this guy's not available in the fifth round. Yeah, Joe Mixon. Okay, yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> no, that's still too late. So we'll see. So let's get some. <laughs> Today, uh, on today's episode, we are going to talk about quarterbacks, and we're going to talk about some tight ends. And then the Nerdhood episode, we're going to break down some of these running backs and wide receivers discussion. So let's get in some of these quarterbacks uh, here to talk about today. Um, let's talk about Deshaun Watson, QB1 over the past three weeks. Big step up. This offense is actually starting to move. Like we mentioned before, Carlos Hyde's looking good. Duke Johnson a little bit more involved this week as well. Uh, Laramie Tunsil being a little bit more acclimated in here yeah. has made a big difference for a guy like Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins absolutely scored a touchdown this week. And even without Will Fuller, you know, <laughs> absolutely Kiki, scored a absolutely did. Kiki Kuti is still a viable it, option. It still wasn't enough for you to beat me. Burn. Well, well, <laughs> that's because well, my defense had four interceptions. <laughs> when New England's defense is the 19th overall scorer, and then you start guys like Phillip Lindsay and Kerryon Johnson, they get to combine seven points. Yeesh. You know, poop happens. And when your receivers are Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins, you, and George Kittle is your tight end, you feel good about going into the week, you know? And then uh, New England's defense shows up, and they slap you right in the mouth, and you're like, oh, man. I even started Marquise Goodwin. And still, still won. Matt, got him. Matt, still Matt, won. Matt. Oh, and Devontae Freeman, who got ejected. What? And still won because my defense is that good. You know, I really came defense. into this week. I was like, you know, it's just a loss. I, I'm not going to cry about it. And now I'm feeling very emotional on the inside. I'm feeling like somebody just took my candy. I'm four years old. I, I'm not feeling good right now. I thought about this a lot today. I was like, should I just be nice to Rich since I whipped his ass? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Listen, I won in a lot of other leagues. So I'm okay. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like you can't win them all. I stopped. I stopped crying about fantasy football losses a long time ago. I'm in too many leagues where it doesn't hurt. It's like oh. I know you don't air hump anymore either. He used to air hump when he won. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Well, when you're only in like four leagues, like that yeah. one win meant a lot. Now when you're in twenty, twenty five like, percent of your victories. Yeah, you know, like I lost in that league, but I'm like, oh, I won in my high stakes league because you know Sonny Michelle dominated. So it's like, okay, yeah. It's all right. Like if I win that league, I win you know thirty five hundred for first place. Like uh, that's that's uh, maybe I win that getting one. Getting life in perspective there. I got it exactly. Hey, can't win them all. Yeah, right? exactly. So Deshaun Watson. Like, is there really like what I mean? Deshaun Watson's been a top three dynasty startup quarterback, anyways. Right now, so this is the fact that he's like QB one over the last three weeks. Does this change much? You know, I moved I moved him ahead of Baker Mayfield in my superflex rankings. Well, that's a big move for you too. That, it is. That is a big move. Yeah, and I know a lot of people say, oh, I can't get enough of Rich's uh, Browns homerism and Ohio State homerism. I hate when people say that because, one, I'm not an Ohio State homer at all when it comes to scouting at all. I've never bumped anybody up. The only people that we liked were Terry McLaurin, uh, Michael Thomas, Zeke Elliott. I mean, those are, well, who doesn't want those guys? Right. To be fair, and the only thing Browns homerism I've really had is Baker, and that's – Still, and that's obvious. That's tongue-in-cheek yeah, homerism. I, I'm, very, I'm very tongue-in-cheeky about it. So, right. But I did – and I still love Baker long-term. I do. Yep, I do. I do, too. I love him outside of football and inside of football. That just sounds weird, man. I know. That's why I said it. So much I love him. Um, But I did move Deshaun Watson up to number two behind Pat Mahomes in my Superflex rankings. Is that where he is, or is, like, Lamar Jackson QB2 overall? Because Lamar Jackson is the ninth overall rusher on the season. So let me ask you this. Is it – is it fair? Is it fair to me not to have Lamar Jackson ahead of Baker Mayfield in my dynasty superflex rankings? Hmm. 
So getting off Deshaun Watson he, here, I think yeah. I think it's fair to say Deshaun Watson is the number two QB in Superflex. Does yeah. anybody disagree and, with me? And while Mahomes is hurt, he's number one. Fair. But it's still in my overall ranking. Right. It's still Mahomes. Right, but right. Does it, would anybody disagree that Deshaun Watson is the number two overall dynasty quarterback? No. He, yeah. No. Matt no. Sign. Oh, no. Matt Sign. It's just come so far for me. I hated him when he first came out just because he had accuracy issues, but those are like completely gone. So I just need to get over it uh-huh. and, and probably boost him up a little bit. More. Who, who would you, who would you say, even if you have him too, like who, who is he like thumb wrestling with, right? Like who is he? Who's <laughs> wrestling? Else? Yeah. Is, it is that one? how guys determine their spot in our ranking? <laughs> That's how I determine things all the time. I mean, got, I mean, Russell Wilson's still a fairly young quarterback and and producing at an extremely high level. So I mean, I think you can make an argument that him and Deshaun Watson are similarly ranked at least. I mean, uh, even on a point per you know point uh, average point per game, I think I think Russell Wilson's actually beating him this this game. year. Right. See, no, I disagree on that one hundred percent. Like, I'm not no no. Okay. Okay. I like so. Here's the thing with Russell Wilson. I like Russell Wilson. He's having a fantastic year with not a lot of options out there, right? He's right. what top three fancy quarterback right now. I think he, I think he's number second. Second. Lamar. I mean, he's he's one in our league, so he's number one in our league. Okay, so he's number. I think one. it depends on passing right. touchdowns, six or rushing. Four. Him yeah. and Lamar, I've seen both. Yeah. So, but to me, Russell Wilson, somebody who, yeah, right now he's top three, and then next year he'll be QB nine. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how he's operated. Like he was last time he was a top three finish was like four years ago, right? And then he had Doug Baldwin. So sure. to me, I think Doug Baldwin was a. I think his options are better than Doug Baldwin now, and the, I think you're seeing that they've gotten a little better. I'll agree with that, but at the same time, I, again, and that's fine. Like I'm not going to sit here and say you're stupid. Well, I would say that, but I've I've heard you say that. <laughs> but for this, for this, Matt, I wouldn't say you're stupid. Okay. but I'm going to say this. Is he older? No. Is he older than some of these other guys? Yes. I am taking Lamar Jackson 100% over Russell Wilson. Those rushing yards are just too sexy for me to pass up. Those Mike Vick numbers are too sexy for me to pass up. Big sire. How many games has Russell Wilson missed in his career? Zero. How many games has Lamar Jackson missed? Zero to this okay, point. The, the, so they're equals there. So what, what kind of stat are you bringing up under that? How many games have they missed? But do you ever see when what happens when Russell Wilson runs? He slides. He gets down. He protects his body. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't at all. He doesn't have to because he's twenty yards in front of the defender. What's, <laughs> what is he sliding from? The grass? He, oh, look out! Here comes a, here comes nothing. Air. Oh, it's a beat of glass. Oh, look at that end zone. I'm sliding into that. Listen, I lo- I love I love the production that you're getting from Lamar Jackson right now, and and from a fantasy perspective, it's amazing. He's just not a complete quarterback yet in my eyes. Uh, he, I, he needs he has a long way to go in his passing. I know that he's come a long way. I feel like he's come a long way. He's come passing. a long way, oh, that, and that's why I would move him up, not the number two. But I'm, and again, this is just ahead of Russell Wilson because like I'm still flirting with Aaron Rodgers up a little bit, pretty high too. Even though he's a little bit older here. He's come a long way, but he has a long way to go still. He still flubs a lot of passes, throws them in the dirt, just overthrows play. He's still a work in progress. Okay, there. it's the and rushing yards that really get my nipples hard. Though. I understand, and and that those are the things that are also exposing him to injury because he doesn't get down. He takes he takes hits, and and where some of these you know quarterbacks aren't built for that man. Six foot two, two hundred twelve, or six foot three, two hundred twelve pounds. That's not a big human being. When you put it in perspective, that the other guys that hitting him are two hundred fifty, two hundred sixty pounds. Okay, okay. 
So it, you you can't live like that. All right. Long term in my eyes. Yeah, I'm like evicted it for five years. Okay. All right. Five years. I do, again, five years. So in a in a fantasy life of a quarterback long-term dynasty, five years isn't like, oh, that's not very long for a quarterback. I'm not taking that. But in general, playing dynasty, five years is a shitload of time. That's a long time. It is. Right? A, I mean, it is a long time for a human being. Yes. Yes. So in, you go from fe- being a fetus to doing math in that time frame. You can. Okay. Yeah. Just letting you know. I'm fully aware that mathematics starts happening around three or four. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I you saying the fetus. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's the accountant. I mean, but I, yeah. but I mean, you know, now in nowadays climate with quarterbacks, you could also have a Russell, Russell Wilson, who's 30 and already been in the league eight years or whatever like that. and still have an additional 10 years because he takes care of himself. But climate change is a real thing, Matt. Oh God, here oh, we geez. go. <laughs> so, so I think I'm, I think I'm more, more with Matt on this one. What I struggle with is, Granted, he has been phenomenal, and I, I I have to take a little bit of an L on that. I did not think he was going to be this good this year. I made that. I went to that Lamar Jackson rant when we were breaking down the quarterbacks of why yeah. he could be like this. And I, I used the Russell Wilson uh, breakdowns, but go ahead, Gary. I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. I thought you were mad for a minute. <laughs> so, so what I struggle with is he has shown that he can both run and pass the ball against bad defenses. I have not seen him tear up a defense that is halfway decent or good with his passing game yet. He's utilized the running game and beaten good teams with that. But I've yet to see him use his arm against good teams. Russell Wilson can do that. There are other mobile, Deshaun Watson, other mobile quarterbacks that can do that. And granted, he's a better runner than those guys. He's QB1 overall in fantasy. I just brought up fantasy pros, uh, fantasy producers uh, here. And he it is uh, he is QB one, then Deshaun Watson's two, Russell Wilson's three, Dak Prescott's four, Pat Mahomes five, Matt Ryan six, Aaron Rodgers seven, Kyler Murray eight, Tom Brady nine, Carson Wentz ten, Kirk Cousins eleven, Matt Stafford twelve. So he's QB one overall. Uh, yeah, oh, and he's been he's pros. been fantastic. I just don't know long term. Okay, if he's going to be able to carve up solid NFL defenses with his arm, he might continue to improve. But that would be drastic improvement in some of the most improvement I've ever seen from a quarterback as far as their arm talent from when they were drafted to, you know, if he really can start beating elite defenses. And his weapons might get better. You know, no, there's been no Marquise Brown. I expect Miles Boykin to get better, and he has a Mark Andrews. This is a team that maybe, you know, this is a strong. There's some big receivers coming out in this rookie draft class that they could also go out there and get for him or whether sign a guy. You know, a guy like Josh Gordon will most likely be a free agent. Josh Gordon would fit in that offense pretty nice as well. So they might help Lamar Jackson. Out here too, you know. Again, he is on his rookie deal, so they can go out there and get themselves a weapon. And again, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson's QB one. I'm not saying that too. I was just kind of making an argument. If you said, "Hey, right now in Dynasty, could I have Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson?" You're taking I'm, Lamar. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Matt's taking Russell Wilson. Garrett, it's close, but I'm still taking Russell. Okay, so I'm the odd man out. Yeah, I'm okay with that. There's got to be one, and when there's three of us, I guess <laughs> unless we all three somehow chose someone different. So. Out of those guys, I'll though, take Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> you know, we're talking about when it comes to other young guys in there. We're talking about guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, uh, Carson Wentz. They're not in the top three. It's true. You know, Baker Mayfield's been terrible when it comes yes, to face production out this year. And I, here I have him as number three. And people are going to call that homerism, but to me, it's still a long term 
play. Carson Wentz has not been very good either. We'll talk about him in a second. He has not been very good. So speaking of Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was somebody we were talking about just 12 months ago, and it's kind of the Deshaun Watson take, right, where he's the QB2 overall, and he hasn't looked very good, like you just said, Garrett. I mean, he's been where, – where's he been? Uh, so far, he has been QB20 over the past four weeks. Ugh, not even a QB mid-range two. No, he's he's been tough. He's been tough to start over the past four weeks. Oh, and that's and that's he's still well the weapons. I mean, you still have Zach Ertz, who's kind of slowly taking a back seat to Dallas Goddard out there. Um, you still got Alshon. You still got Aguilar, who wants to alligator arm <laughs> some passes out there. That one, that one play was was pretty. It, it hurts when it's on prime time, but. He, it was he didn't even try. I watched it like six times in a row just to make sure. Like I was like, did he? Did he have a chance? And like, yeah, he it really looked like he did. I was like, you should have dove. At least ball. pretend like you're trying. But even that, like, I felt like he just he didn't even have to dive. He just put his arms out, like it got like fingertips. Right. Yeah, well, I don't think Nelson's have to worry about catching balls from Carson Wentz next did year. Do you see that dude? The that would like save somebody from a burning building. Uh, save those babies. Did you see that? Yeah. And he was like, he was like, I was catching those babies. Well, unlike Nelson Aguilar, yeah, Nelson Aguilar. Oh. I did see that. <laughs> he like, he's a hero, and he's taking shots at Nelson Aguilar. So for Carson Wentz, are we? Is this how concerned are we? No, this is a team that won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. That won playoff games with Nick Foles. They haven't won anything in the post postseason with Carson Wentz, and right now they're not even looking good with no. Carson Wentz. And. and- yeah, yes, you're right. And is it a little bit of a little bit of Carson Wentz, you know, trying to make plays all the time and holding on to the ball and taking some sacks that he shouldn't? And is it a little bit his offensive line not giving him the proper amount of time? So yeah, that, Peters is out right now. They right. have Dillard in at left tackle. So and there's guys that are people loving right now. Guys like okay, not loving, but in, in the dynasty world, if you said these names like in a super flex league, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, or Jameis Winston. If you put a poll on there, like on Twitter, a Twitter poll, Jameis Winston would be the least voted player easily. A 25-year-old, former number one overall play, pick player who does throw some picks, but he's been QB5 over the last four weeks. Yep. QB5 overall. But he would still be, would you anybody argue that he'd be third in that poll? Probably, From a probably at least second. Which I feel terrible because I've been a Jameis Winston truther forever. And I, I mean, I think he's got his warts for sure, but he's putting up numbers. He's putting up numbers now. But then there's going to be another three or four week stretch where he's throwing a bunch of picks. Sure, and, and I think even kinda, one of those games in the past four weeks was real bad. But he had three real good games in there to kind of offset, cover it up, average yeah. it out. Yep. And and I think that's what you get with Jameis Winston. I think that's what he is as a player. I think you know we've had plenty of time now to figure that out. Just like we've figured out, or at least I have, that Carson Wentz is a guy that tries to extend plays, and that yeah. that's part of his problem is that he tries a little bit too hard, doesn't know when to get down, doesn't know when to throw the ball away, and he and he doesn't he seems too stubborn to yeah. to kind of grow out of that. Can, this this might be oversimplifying the process, but you know, in in the past three weeks, Kirk Cousins QB two should Cousins and Wentz be viewed similarly, where hey, when they play not very good defenses and when they have a decent amount of time, they're going to be pretty good. When they're playing good defenses and don't have a lot of time, they're probably not going to be that good. Like, should we should we view them in a similar lens? I know Cousins is a little bit older, but should they be on kind of a I mean, that, playing field? I mean, that's a good point. You, you know, you know your players. You know what I mean? Like a Big Ben, for instance, you, you basically never want to start him away from Heinz Field. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He just doesn't produce as well as when he when he's at home. So is it one of those things where, like you said, it, just don't start him. If Have another option. 
If, yeah. they're, if they're playing a, a top 10 defense, have another option. Start another guy because chances are they're not going to produce. Well, they should long. do for Kirk Cousins, have a sign-up so when, he, when he's walking out. It's like, oh, Kirk, you play like a little bitch. And then <laughs> it gets all angry yeah. and he plays all good because that's what happened pretty <laughs> that's much. That's basically what happened. Yeah, like Diggs, everybody called him out. Like, dude, why don't you throw the ball? To, you know, why don't you play good? And right. he's like, okay. Oh, I'll play good. Yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was all it was? All you had to do was ask. You're an average quarterback out here with these weapons. And I think I still think Cousins is just more so. I mean, right now he's producing, he's supporting, like he did before, two wide receiver ones. I mean, I think Diggs was right on the outside before. But now, I mean, he's supporting two wide receiver ones. Diggs yeah. is a wide receiver one now, which we said, you know, don't go out there and sell Diggs at the time. And yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Thielen's <laughs> yeah, all of us out here. And Thielen is a wide receiver one. So... But again, it helps. You mentioned like know your players. You got a guy who plays in a dome with two awesome wide receivers and Thielen and Diggs. Like why? Like he. This is what you would expect out of an average quarterback, right? right? Like Andy Dalton in his prime year when he finished at quarterback four overall, he was throwing the ball to AJ Green, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Tyler Eifert, Mohamed Sanu. So yeah, when you have weapons like that, you should be producing, right? And this this is, Kirk Cousins is doing what he should do. Uh, the big question is, will Kirk Cousins be there after the 2020 season? Uh, do they want to pay this guy $30 million a year again? Because he is kind of just an average quarterback. That $30 million gets more and more palatable as that cap goes up, though. So let's rank these. Let's Good rank point. Let's rank those guys. Let me, you know, and then you also have a guy like Daniel Jones, who's quarterback 24. He's been down lately after that big start. I was calling Mike Vick like, but at the same time. It's kind of what you expect. His, his old line's banged up. He's got Saquon was our. You know, Sterling Shepard's out. He just got Golden yeah. Tate back, so no end of the world. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, and Jimmy Garoppolo. How would you guys rank those in Superflex? Like, how would you want them? For Dynasty or for the rest of the season? Just in Dynasty Superflex. Not okay. for the rest of the season. These are these are your options, right? You can, you can go out there and make these moves. What order would you go out to attack these guys long term? I'll go first. This is a good range. I'm going to go Carson Wentz, one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Jameis Winston, two. Okay. J- Jimmy Garoppolo, three. Kirk Cousins, four. I'm going to flip-flop those two middle ones. With? I'm going to go Wentz and and uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. And then? Uh, Winston Cousins. Thank you for finishing my sentence. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, I would be close to you, Rich. It would be Wentz. Jameis, then Cousins, Jimmy G. Jimmy G would be last. Okay. I think Jimmy, the reason I have Jimmy up there is he's slightly younger than Cousins. Sure. And like I mentioned, I am more concerned about where Cousins is going to be a couple years from now. Now, most likely, if he keeps playing this, he's still going to be a Viking. You're not going to let a guy like that walk, right? right. It's a, it is what it is. But, I mean, Cousins has been known to play hardball at the same time, too. So, they might find themselves in a, a sticky situation where Grapple's locked in. And he hasn't done anything. He hasn't had weapons to throw the football to. You got to imagine San Francisco's gonna address that receiver core. They're gonna draft another receiver. And I like Debo Samuel coming into the twenty twenty season. I do. I think it'll be a nice buy low option in this offseason. A great buy low right now would be Jalen Hurd, too. He's been hurt so far all off season or all during the season, but looked really good in the preseason. Looked like a guy that they they would want to utilize. So if and when he gets healthy, he could end up being a force in that offense. And we forgot about you. And again, he's somebody that falls by the wayside. So we talked about this. We'll talk about the end of the offseason, too. Like, 2019 rookies that we feel are good buys going into the 2020 offseason. We'll do a whole show on it. And there's those. Are, it's always the best time to buy sure. those guys. Because what have you done for me lately? 
Let's talk about some tight ends before we get out of here for this uh, this episode. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Now, I just made a big move uh, in my high-stakes league. I had Austin Hooper, and I had George Kittle. So, and I was desperate at running back. My only running backs are Alvin Kamara, Naheem Hines, and Sony Michelle. Pretty much it. Had to make a move out there, Devin Kamara being hurt. I had two viable good tight ends out here, and I was actually starting both of them, right? Hooper was tight end one. I was flexing them out. So I made a move, and I traded Austin Hooper for uh, Dallas Goddard and David Montgomery, and hoping that David Montgomery will be get more than two carries in the future. Matt Nagy's got to realize what Mitch Trubisky's got to run the football. Hopefully Nagy's the benefit, or Montgomery's the benefit. But we're talking about tight end, so let's talk about Dallas Goddard versus Dak Ertz. We said on this podcast going through the season that we were fading Zach Ertz. I said that he would be – I actually compared him to Austin Hooper, where that's where he'd be, right around tight end six on the year. Um, I don't know where he is exactly on the year. I could tell you here in a second. He's a tight end six. Oh, look at me. Look at me. It's like I got some magical balls hmm. sitting right here on my lap, just ready to tell you the future. Now those balls aren't always right. But in this situation – Oh, hello, Zach Ertz at QB6 looking just like Zach did Austin Hooper. Where's Austin Hooper? He's at one. That's pretty good, right? Hey-o. That's a little flip-floppy right there. My boy. But even this week, this past week, I mean, Ertz got kind of faded in Dallas. Goddard was the guy. Goddard could have had two touchdowns instead of the one touchdown, to be honest with you. If you had to pick, let's go right back to this quarterback situation. You got to pick one. You're in dynasty startup draft right now. You have no tight ends picked. There's only two tight ends left in the board at all. The rest are gone. Even Johnny Smith, gone. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard for your dynasty team. A crazy situation. Now, I Somebody hates some, the Eagles. It's a very odd We're drafting situation. with only Cowboys fans. Yes, that is it. <laughs> it is. So, to me, I feel like the easy answer here for most people, like, dude, dude I don't care. What you, it's still Zach Ertz, dude. It's still Zach Ertz. He's tight end six. What do you, Goddard's not tight end six. Is it that simple? Are you guys taking Goddard? Or uh, Ertz over Goddard still. I mean, he's a 29-year-old tight end. Making big money. Yes. And I say that hesitantly. You did say it hesitantly, I can tell. I, I am saying yes. However, in most situations, you don't even have to worry about that. I was talking to a buddy of mine this week, and we were talking about a you know a three-team trade, and he's he's the Zach Ertz owner. And I said, hey, you, you really need to try to go acquire Dallas Goddard. You know, there's an out in Ertz's contract before 2020. They could get out from underneath him, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'll just sit with Ertz. And I think the general consensus is, even though, you know, Ertz is, people know that he's trending in the wrong direction, still really like him. So chances are you wouldn't have to choose straight up. You could probably trade Ertz for Goddard in a no, second. Nobody would. I'm not making this comparison that you have to. I'm just asking you guys which one you'd prefer long term. I'm, I'm not saying this is like I would still oh, draft like, Ertz first. You would take Ertz first. Well, no, that's okay. Let me reword this all together then, because of course you would take Ertz more, first. He has more value. You could flip for Goddard, and like you said right. something. Who would you rather have long term right now? Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. I think in not two, for the season. I think in two years, Goddard has more value than Ertz does in two years. So do I. Yeah, remember, Dallas Goddard was a second-round pick, a mid-round, like two set, like he was picked as like 17th pick in the second round. Like he was a high draft pick. Right. This is his second year. Going into his third year next it, year, it Garrett was. mentioned he has an out next year out of his contract too. He's making good money. We've been talking about this forever, how they're eventually going to get out from Ertz. And here, it's going to come to fruition. Like I, I, I could see it with my own two balls. So <laughs> for me, 
eyeballs. Yeah, I like right. I like Goddard a lot. Got Zach Ertz. Everybody needs tight end help, right? So you right. gotta sell Zach Ertz. You gotta sell him now. Yep. This is this is selling season. You might be able to get a twenty twenty first for Zach Ertz. Yep, that's good value. I'm sure you probably could. I, I yeah. I wouldn't take anything less. No, it'd be uncivilized. I definitely wouldn't take anything less. I mean, he's still got a ton of value. Tight end six, like Garrett said. But I I do think in two years from now it's going to be flip flopped and Goddard's going to be the more he's going to be the more valuable player. He's just when he came out he was our number one rated guy before he went to the Eagles. Guys, I don't even think it's going to take two near two years. I don't even think it's going to take two. You years. think next year? I think in twenty twenty Dallas Goddard's going to be a very volatile. They're going to lose Aguilar, like we mentioned. Uh, there's a good chance they're going to move on from Alshon Jeffrey too at some point in that contract, yeah. if not in two years. I mean, Dallas. Dallas Goddard could find himself in position to be like the George Kittle. Yeah. Right? The number one option in that Philadelphia passing attack. Yeah. If they get out from his contract, because literally at the end of the season, so before 2020, they could they could cut ties with Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz would find a nice landing spot somewhere, but would you rather have the tight end for the Eagles or wherever he may or may not end up? And that's the thing. Like, it's it's a big gamble with him because – He ends up with the Patriots. If he ends up with the Patriots, you'd much rather have Zach Ertz. He ends up with, you know – I, don't, I can't even think of a, a, the right the Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So you can't even use uh, OJ Howard right. properly. So you know it's it's a big gamble there where you have to feel really good about Dallas Goddard being in that system that he knows and and has already been utilized. Yeah, I'm buying Dallas Goddard everywhere I can. Yep, hundred percent. I know Matt. When we were talking about this after I told you, you made that trade, you're like, man, yeah, I wa- I wish I can get more Dallas Goddard shares. I think this is a good time of the year. To go out and get Goddard. Like, find out. Like, I just made the, the owner that I got Goddard from didn't even want to give him to me. But I was like, I'm not making this trade without you giving me Goddard. Like, I'm not giving you Hooper unless you give me Goddard. Like, I'm okay. I'm Montgomery. Like, I, I can use the running back, but I need Goddard. Because I look at Goddard and Hooper, like, going, like, in the future, within two years, equals, personally. Um, I like Goddard's upside maybe even a little bit more because his size and athletic ability as well. So, for me, I think that right now, with teams making that push, there's a good chance, unless that team's a rebuild team, that you, Goddard can be acquired because he is like tight end number 22 in a year. He's not producing, and he is getting a little uptick. So to me, this is a good time to go out and buy Goddard. What about Der- Hunter Henry? You think that Hunter Henry is a guy that is obtainable right now? Uh, people may be frustrated with what he's done. I mean, he's only played two games, and he's already tight end 13 on a year. Two games. Tight end 13. Well, three. I mean, he played that first game. He got 10 points. Okay, I'm sorry. Matt, three games. Three games. Which is almost half the year. Almost, almost. half as much as everybody else. <laughs> but he's tied in three. He's tied in 13 on a year, and he's literally one point away from Eric Ebron from being tight end number 12. On he's, a per-game basis, he's one. Oh, he's tight end one on a per-game he, basis? He's, he's slightly above Austin Hooper on a per-game basis. Oh, wow. And he's only... if you If you gave him... Three more points, he would be tight end nine ahead of Gerald Everett. Three more points. Yeah, that's so one twenty yard catch. That's where Hunter Henry is. Do you think Hunter Henry? Now, granted, if you own Hunter Henry, you know that he's producing when he's on the field. Right. Obviously, is this like a strong buy candidate, Hunter Henry, or is it like you know what the injuries? I'm not giving up a twenty twenty first and something for Hunter Henry. I love Hunter Henry. Um, I don't. I can't. He's Come a hard, majestic Matt. Tell he's us a, how it is. He's a hard guy to nail down right now because because of the injuries. But I feel like 
it's not like he's had some super long, huge history. It was an ACL. He came back from it early, probably earlier than he was supposed to, and then he had this awkward hit on his leg in his first game back, and and he fractured it. It's not like he tore a bunch of ligaments again. Uh-huh. It's not like he has got some chronic issue with his knee. I don't. I don't. Kind of just a freak. It was a freak type of thing. So I don't see it as that big of a deal. Um, and he's he's done it, you know, here back to back weeks, and he's, he's definitely so, getting the targets. He's so productive. He's and he's in a great offense. I, I love I love me some Hunter Henry. So I'd feel all right giving away first. What, one QB league, Majestic Matt, would you give up a twenty twenty first? Yeah, I just said I would. Gorgeous Garrett, would you give up? A I love that way more than Pussyfoot Price for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Push, way more, way, way more. It was, a, it was a big hit on Twitter. I saw. Oh, people were digging it. People loved it. I I thought I was gonna have to change my Twitter handle. <laughs> Um, I no. gorgeous Garrett. What, I would easily it? give a twenty twenty first for Hunter Henry, and Dick Dotson would easily, easily give a twenty twenty first. It would take more. So let me. So this it was too easy, right? So if it's too, too easy, easy, it ain't happening. Okay, correct. All right, Magic Matt. Mm-hmm. Would you give up a twenty twenty first and a twenty twenty second for Hunter Henry? <sighs> Erg. Where are they? Too much. Mid mid. They're mid. Dead smack in the middle. Six pick. Then I'm 21st. All right. I'm all right with that. Yep. You, you do it? I'm getting a good player. Yep. All right. Gonorrhea Garrett. <laughs> what are you doing? You have the six pick. You just missed the season. You just missed the playoffs. You need a tight end. That's why you missed the playoffs because you had nobody. You, you're like, ah, Tyler Eifert, this might work out. Didn't work out. Right? I, I'm doing it. Uh, you got I, gonorrhea. You got to get through this. You, got, it's, you don't it's have much tough. time. It's, it's really it's difficult with these issues. The first and the second. Um, Six no, no, I'm doing it. I'm You're doing. doing it. I'm absolutely right now. I view him and Hooper as like legitimate top three or four tight ends. Like it. So yeah, those guys don't just grow on trees, right? And and we've we've seen the steep drop off after you know that kind of five, six, seven range. Like it, it gets ugly. So yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely doing it. Just yeah. like a dirty dick. Yeah, dashingly <laughs> dynamic Dotson O'Hare would do the same exact thing. He would give up. The Love first. the alliteration. He would he would give up the first and second as well. Love me some Hunter Henry's too. He's worth it. And we know Love Philip Rivers loves those tight ends as well. Um, Darren Waller signs his extension, and in, in, in the celebrate, he scored his first touchdown. Foster Moreau's being and his utilized second touchdown. out there. He got two. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's like treating himself like my mid range. Uh, it's like he he's got some magic things going on here too. Look, look at Darren Waller. <laughs> Uh, is Darren Waller now entered the conversation of a top eight dynasty tight end? Is this what is this is this the action we want, Darren Waller? Because I mean, we're talking about guys now. You know, Disley's going to fall off at tight end five, but some guys are going to move up, like Hawkinson, still higher than him in my rankings. But besides that, there's not many other guys that I'm like I'm overly in love with. Besides Hunter Henry and Hawkinson, is he over Ertz for you right now or no? <sighs> They're pretty close. So They're pretty close. Up. So he's got fifty targets. Through through week seven and and that is including a bye week, so that's only six weeks of action. He has fifty targets, so that's what that that's what I really like about him is is the fact that he's getting the ball thrown to him so much. Well, and so, we, and we've seen what what they can do with the tight end in Oakland. I mean, they did it with Jared Cook last year. Tight end four. I I, I obviously this offense that that Gruden has put together heavily heavily features yeah. the tight end. I'm doing it. I'm 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 all I'm taking in. Waller over Ertz. Oh yeah, I'm I am too. It. So you could probably do you think you can move, make that move? Do you think that's a savvy move in dynasty then? Like offering Ertz for Waller plus and whatever, like a third? Like could you get a third? Um I, I feel like you're not. I mean Ertz is ahead of 
Ertz is a head. Uh, no, because t- you can't do that because Waller's tight end two on the year. Right. So you probably on can't a make that basis, yeah. So do you do that? I, all right. So in most leagues, you're going to do that. And people are like, why would I make that maneuver? You're just hoping for a name swap, essentially. Like it's Freaky Friday and you're Lindsay Lohan. You know, <laughs> that's what you're hoping for. But it ain't going to happen. I, I, Waller's second. It's not going to move you're going to make. So of course, it's it's a move point, probably. Yeah, probably. It's, but maybe you just shoot. You just try. Throw, throw it out there. You, you offer the third. You offer the third in Ertz, and you get Waller. Let me let me flip it. Uh, I don't think so because you're not gaining that many years. Uh, Waller's old. He's 27. He is 27. So sure. it's not, Ertz it's, is 28. 28. He's going to be 29. I think next month. Okay. Different contract situation though. Definitely a you're different right. contract situation with the, with the new contract. But you know, you say a five year contract, but a lot of that could be funny money at sure, the back end. For sure. For sure. All right, last thing before we get out of here, last guy, this is bringing it up real quick, and then we'll give this a hashtag out so we can give out some nerd herd memberships so people get a little taste, right? We can call this like a little H. You know, let me give you a little taste, a little free sample. Dashley, Dash and Dots, I need a little, I need some more of that taste. I need that Dynasty film room. But tell me something about Noah Faint. Is he going to be better than he is this year? And you're like, uh, I hope so. <laughs> wow. That was a brilliant breakdown. <laughs> well, I mean, fans. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, we were concerned about Fant with his, his pass catching ability. He dropped we, a couple, we two main balls that we you know liked. He's, he's not a porn there. He's dropping balls, not catching them. And we need to see if he's going to take a step forward. Are we concerned? Because it is his first year it's, it's on a bad team, and we know tight ends take two to three years. But are we looking for shell-shocked Noah Fant in the future here? Is this something he's going to be overcome? Do we still like Fant in Denver? I do. Uh, I I think you know tight ends. Tight ends that produce at all in year one are kind of it's kind of like a bonus. So he's flashed a little bit here and there. He's shown you know rookie mistakes here and there as well. I think he's got the athleticism and, and what you're looking for in the in the position from a pass catching tight end. So he's just going to take a little bit of time to develop. And right opinion. now he could take. We're, we're talking about here about Deshaun Hamilton, how we like him. Maybe Fant could step up and maybe a little bit more viable in this offense to be the number two option out here. Maybe Fant could take on that role. Uh, I think he might be something we have to discuss after the season's over when we review this 2019 class and who we who we buy and who we who we're not buying. Garrett, what say you? Uh, I put out a tweet back in in May June uh, about what who's one guy that's maybe not an obvious bust candidate that you think could could potentially bust and and Noah Fant was my guy on there. Oh, I thought he was going to say nuts, but go ahead. <laughs> uh he was he was the guy that I put on there. Uh I <laughs> I don't even know I can keep going. Um looking at watching his tape. Uh constantly one of the things that that I talked about other than just the fact that he seemed to have the dropsies when there was guys around blah 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 he almost never had contested catches there were almost always he was wide open because he burnt the guy blah 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 which 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 is great but in the nfl you're not going to be able to always do that and you're going to need to be able to make contested catches somebody actually looked up the the stats he had five contested catches in college he had five I'm actually genuinely concerned. It's early to call him a bust. I'm not saying he's a bust yet, but long term, if I can still get the value from draft day now for him, I would sell. Which is a late first. Yes. Okay. He did. Sl- we saw him slip pretty drastically from where he started. Um, Cause you got no fan, like high second round in some of these drafts. Yeah. We saw him go in the second round a lot. I mean, a lot of drafts 
definitely when you get closer to August. Closer to August, yeah. There, some of these guys got bumped up, um, guys like Paris Campbell after the draft. So I am not overly concerned, but the tape of that, like you mentioned in college, of him making those wide-up catches. When he did get a body, I mean, he did have a lot of drops. And now it's showing the same thing in the NFL, and he's, he's a little bit hesitant even yeah. uh, here, playing almost looking like playing like a little scared. You right, know? right. That could be concerning. But it is year one for a tight sure. end. And I never try to make drastic decisions. But like you said, it's a huge red flag. Red enough where you might want to get out from under, if you can get really good return, which would most likely only be in a super flex league, a tight end premium league. Right. right? It's going to be the only place where somebody's going to be like, yeah, I'll still give you good heat for that. Because everybody else is like, no, no. Right. I could, I could do, it's a one QB league. No, I'm not looking for that. So... That's it for this episode. We're going to jump into this nurtured episode next. We're going to break down some rookies. Uh, not rookies. We're going to talk about some running backs. We're going to talk about receivers here. We're going to talk about guys like Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. Where are we on in him? Um, what do we do with the Chiefs wide receivers? We're going to talk about some running backs. What are we looking at, like a Miles Sanders and David Montgomery, speaking of some of these rookies? And what about the other rookie, Josh Jacobs, and how good he's looked? What do we think of Josh Jacobs, and what where do we see his future? Uh, in the meantime, if you're not a nerdhorn member and you want to taste, all right, Let's do a little contest here. Uh, you mentioned alliteration here. Why don't you shoot me a text at Dynasty Rich and just a text? Yeah, a, t- a text. My phone number is 216 798 Okay, I'm not giving that. Yeah. Now there's only 999 combinations Ooh, there's, for those last three oh, numbers. There's three numbers left. Well, that's my personal phone number. So if you can figure out the last three, I'll answer. <laughs> I always do. I'm like, hi, can we... Can, <laughs> Let me tell you about your auto your auto insurer or what is, your auto warranty. It's, it's expired. It's like, oh no! Yeah, like I haven't owned that vehicle in three years. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Uh, shoot me a text. Garrett mentioned. Oh my god! I did tweet. It again. Just tweet at me at Dynasty Rich. Garrett mentioned alliteration. Give me a different version for the three of us. And if if, if you make me smile, I, or I think it's even doesn't smile if it's clever enough or if, if it's fitting. You know, if it's like gorgeous Garrett, which I already used, then it'd be fitted. I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, Garrett could be gorgeous sometimes. You know, but I mean, not today, but uh, I mean, on days, I mean, he's come in, you know, and magnificent Matt. He's been magnificent, Matt. You know, I mean, who else put you on DJ Shark? Do, 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 DJ Shark, do, do. I mean, nobody. Nobody did. Nobody was out here preaching DJ Shark. Matt was preaching DJ Shark. Magnificent, Matt. Magnificent, so, Richard. So, tweet me those, and of course, me, if, as long as it's not like doofus Dotson or... Ooh, Radical Rich. That's a good one. <laughs> Righteous Rich. That's a good other one. Tweet me, and I'll hook you guys up with a free month of the Nerd Herd to give you a little sample out there and see what you like. And hopefully, after, if you like it enough, you'll stick around. Uh, I feel pretty good that you'll like it with the rankings. You know, when you look at the Dynasty New Nerds rankings, you hit that player, a whole chart comes up, like, of buy-sell tool graphics and their stats. We're going to have live stats. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And we're switching over to new API, too, which is going to be sweet. So tweet at me, at Dynasty Rich. Uh, let me see the three alliterations that you can get of us. Uh, like, yeah, it's got to be the same letters. It's, it's got to be good. And you'll get a free month. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk anything else about fantasy football, you can text me, at Dynasty Rich. <laughs> I'm at Dynasty Where can I text you? Uh, 216-410. Ooh, ooh, get the last four. Oh. <laughs> Garrett, where can they uh, hit you up on Twitter? They can hit me up at Dynasty Price. Oh, it's not Pussy Full Price. Not yet. Not yet. That's what he said. Remember, he was like at G underscore PIMP. Yes. Like, okay. Well, P-I-M-P. <laughs> yeah. G-P-M. All right. All right. 50 I might cent. change my name. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. G Unit. 
Uh, in the meantime, make sure you follow Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. We have so many free articles. We always talk about the nerd herd, right? You can just go to DynastyNerds.com, and we have so many damn so many. free articles out there. Rookies, sit and starts. We have a lot of good writers right now, too. A lot of guys putting in a lot of work, a lot of time. Even got guys giving you, like, Devi previews of game players to watch in games. And, like, they're, they're putting in a lot of work. It's probably, probably the number one dynasty site in the world, you ask me. Number one Twitter followed uh, dynasty site Number one phone number to text. Number one phone number to text. And then, of course, make sure to check out the Facebook group. Over 6,200 members on there. Hey. Six, it was like three months ago we were talking about 5,000 members. Remember that? Like, we're, we got mm-hmm. 5,000. Over 6,200 members. Maybe be more than that now. And every week now on the Facebook group page on Sundays from like 10 to noon or 10 to 1, like Dennis, our, our manager editor, and some writers like Tristan Cook, like you mentioned before, get on there, and they're answering your dynasty questions and fancy football questions on there. We're getting like 500 questions on there every Sunday morning. Tons of polls, tons of questions. Check it out. It's it's the best way to use Facebook if you're going to use it. It's better than any forum out there or any like Reddit page. Check out the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. You'll be happy you did. It's way better than your friend's also sister's free. son's picture that she's now so in love with, capital S, capital O. You know, So you can do better than that. And, of course, if you enjoy the show and you have an iPhone, if you don't have an iPhone, we'll get a real phone. Uh, but if you do have an iPhone, get on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Right? You guys are laughing like that's a bad thing. Do you have an iPhone, Garrett? I do. Do you have an iPhone, Matt? I do. So obviously you agree with me, right? I don't know. I've, I had a droid like 12 years ago, so I, who knows? God bless you if you do. But if you don't have an Apple iPhone, you know somebody do, and make sure you steal that phone and leave us a rate review go. on Apple. Don't steal it long term. Just say, hey, I got Just for the moment. I got to text my grandma, my starting lineup, you know, and change the mothballs. So I got to text Dynasty Rich. He gave me his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so get down there. I'll look for your tweets. Uh, yeah, leave us a rating review if you can. We're trying to get to 1,000 reviews. We're about 931, I think. So the math, right? Oh, 69 more to go. <laughs> my oh, gosh. my. I made more 69. <laughs> oh. Got he. <laughs> Got he. <laughs> Somebody call Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.